Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Legal Happenings this Sunday morning. Thank you for joining us here on KRWC, where each week at this time we generally provide some basic information on our court system on the Minnesota Judicial Branch website to tell you where to get some forms and what's available and what isn't. Today we'll give you an update. Uh, there has been an update since May the 15th, and we'll share that in just a few minutes. And also today I'll ask District Court Judge Gregory Galler to tell us how to prepare for court. Now this COVID-19 won't be around forever. There may be some court uh, issues that you are considering or pending. And if it's available, uh, that's great. You'll learn about it at the website. But on the other hand, if not, and you're just planning, well, then we'll be able to uh, look up the website. And I'll tell you about some forms available, some ADR, all of it on the Minnesota Judicial Branch and website in just a few minutes. And then a little later on, District Court Judge Stephen Halsey is going to be talking about the importance of obeying court orders. That is to follow through when you get a court order, you, what do you do with it? Obviously you want to follow it as best you can and Judge Halsey will explain that a little bit as well. And 4.1 million additional veterans uh, were granted access to base amenities. That was way back last August. And this will be for primary caregivers. And I'll give you an update on that and a website where you can learn more information about that. So right off, I'd like to share with you the update that came about on May 15th from the Minnesota Supreme Court Chief Justice Lori S. Gildea, who issued an order in response to Governor Tim Walz's recent decision to permit the stay-at-home directive to expire and to permit certain activities when Minnesota Department of Health guidance may be followed. The order does include details of planned, methodical, and gradual approach to increasing the number of type of persons proceeding in the court systems. This process will be consistent with guidance from the Minnesota Department of Health to limit the spread of COVID-19 and ensure the safety of court interactions. So you can go on the website at www.mncourts.gov and there on the front page there'll be a, a coronavirus information update based on the report that came out by the Chief Justice uh, May the 15th of this month. And there you can see uh, the complete outline of social distancing, what's going to be available because courts are are going to be different when you return to a court system. Um, that means there'll be some things in the courthouse that'll be different. For example, the court, uh, courts want us to be safe and feel safe, and when the people return to the courthouse, they'll see new signage, physical barriers, staff and judicial officers wearing face coverings, frequent sanitation, and many other protocols set up to reduce the spread of COVID-19. So. Go to that website to give you an update on what is happening in our court system at this time. And of course, if you always want to learn something more, maybe you're pending a child support issue, maybe there's a, a matter of a custody matter, all of these things, the forms are available at the Minnesota Judicial Branch website through their self-help centers. And if you go to the website, you'll see that you can find forms almost from A to uh, Z, and you'll find such things as divorce or perhaps maybe you're looking for 
the laws and rules, resources on custody and parenting time, things of that nature, or alternative dispute resolution, which is great to get some matters resolved uh, ahead of time. So the point is, is that you begin to do your homework now. Be prepared, and that's what District Court Judge Geller will be talking about here in just a couple of moments. So again, that website is mncourts.gov. It's the premier Minnesota Judicial Branch website. It's been around for a long time. It covers all 87 counties, and it is a comprehensive site for self-help representation from the public, those who want to or choose to uh, use the system on their own rather than obtain the help of an attorney. Uh, Each situation is different, so uh, depending on your situation, you might want to look up that website and take a look. It's very comprehensive, but plain language and easy to understand. All the uh, instructions are there as well, which make it a lot easier for the patrons to understand and get everything right. And if nothing more, you're going to learn something that you can more intelligently talk with your attorney down the road. So get a preview at the Minnesota Judicial Branch website for court forms and other information as well. Also, if you do need an attorney, I want to remind you that you can get help from the Minnesota uh, State Bar Association help desk at MN Bar right online. Help desk at MN Bar and there you'll find the attorneys that specialize in certain areas of law and they're there to help you as well as a really nice uh, set of legal resources that are easy to understand and very helpful for those of us who want to know more about a particular issue. So now it's time to take a break and kind of learn a little bit more about this as we listen to District Court Judge Greg Geller, and he's going to be talking about preparing for court. This is Minnesota District Court Judge Greg Geller. Welcome to Legal Happenings on AM 1360 KRWC, radio for Wright County. Judges hear disputes dealing with some of the most important aspects of people's lives. We hear child custody disputes, restraining order requests, disagreements about contracts and estates, and a variety of other matters. With so much at stake, I am frequently surprised at how unprepared some people are when they come to court. After all, if a case is important enough to come to court for, then folks must want to win the case. Here are some ideas on how to be more successful. Be early. Woody Allen is reported to have said, 80% of success in life is simply showing up on time. Now, I don't know how accurate that math is, but I'm amazed at how many people show up late for court. Being late sometimes means missing your day in court. Plan on being at least 15 minutes early. This will help you deal with weather, traffic, or other issues that might make you be late or miss court altogether. Be prepared to present your case. Many litigants are not ready for trial. Let's assume a dispute over the sale of an old car. The car's transmission fails a few days after the sale. The buyer claims that the seller misrepresented the condition of the car. At court, the buyer tells me, the mechanic said you could call him and he'd tell you that the seller had to know the transmission was bad. If a witness or piece of evidence will help prove your case, you must present the testimony or evidence in court. Judges don't call people. We don't conduct investigations. We decide disputes based on the evidence presented in court. 
dress and act appropriately. The idea of dressing for success is true. The opposite is true, too. It does not bolster your case to introduce your key witness while wearing an I'm with stupid t-shirt. Yes, that really does happen. Most cases are not entirely one-sided. Judges decide whose version of what happened is the most likely. Dress and act like someone who is reasonable and believable. Dressing sloppily and acting rudely will not help you win your case. Understand the rules. Courts operate on rules to ensure that the system is fair to everyone. The rules control how cases proceed and how they are decided. Being in court is not like an argument at a bar over a call in yesterday's big game. If you represent yourself, you are treated as if you were your own attorney. You will be expected to know and follow the rules. Avoid lawsuits. Numerous legal disputes deal with people's misunderstandings. Many could be avoided by simply writing down the important terms of agreements. No fancy legal language is required. Consider our dispute about a car's bad transmission. A piece of paper signed by both sides stating the car is sold as is, with no promises as to its condition, would likely prevent the matter from ever coming to court in the first place. You can help yourself be more successful when you do come to court by following these simple ideas. This has been Judge Greg Galler with Legal Happenings on AM 1360 KRWC Radio for Wright County. Hello and welcome to Legal Happenings here on KRWC 1360 AM. I'm Judge Steve Halsey from Wright County District Court. The title of my uh, comments today is The Risks of Ignoring Legal Notices and Court Orders. In ancient times, those who did not pay their creditors could be imprisoned until the debt was paid. In 2013 and 14, we do not have debtors prison, despite the insinuations of recent media reports. In Minnesota at this time, no one goes to jail just for not paying a debt or because there is a money judgment against them. The sequence of events for possibly being arrested regarding an unpaid debt is as follows. Assume that John Doe owes XYZ Credit Corporation for an unpaid credit card debt. XYZ sues him and obtains a money judgment through court. After judgment is entered, XYZ sends John Doe a financial disclosure form that is a form requesting that under oath he discloses income, assets, and liabilities. Under Minnesota law, he must answer this document under oath and return it to XYZ within 10 days plus 6 days for mailing. If he fails to do so, XYZ's attorney can schedule a court hearing and obtain a court order to show cause requiring John Doe to appear in court and show cause why he failed to answer the disclosure. If the order to show cause is properly served on John Doe and he fails to appear for the hearing, then the court can issue an arrest warrant, with bail usually in the amount of the debt. The arrest warrant is issued not because of the debt, but because John Doe failed to appear in court as ordered. The moral of this story is that those who ignore a court order or notice to appear in court, including a traffic citation, do so at their peril. Many Minnesotans who ignore traffic citations with court dates on them end up having arrest warrants issued. 
Thereafter, they could be driving to work or out on a date or driving to Grandma's house with the kids for Thanksgiving when they are pulled over by police for a minor traffic infraction. The police officer checks the squad computer and finds there is an arrest warrant for the driver. Suddenly, the driver is in the back of the squad car and being transported to jail. Most of these folks post bail and are released from jail pending conclusion of the court proceedings. For me, perhaps the most frustrating and irritating failures to appear are jurors who fail to appear for jury duty. It is a misdemeanor in Minnesota to ignore a summons to appear for jury duty. It is a civic duty each of us has as a citizen, particularly at a time when fellow Americans are serving in our armed forces around the world, many at great risk of death or serious injury. Jurors seeking a postponement of jury duty must contact the court, preferably in writing. Many teachers, farmers, and other seasonal workers whose job duties prevent jury duty during part of the year are given postponement of service to a more convenient time. So if you are served with a summons and complaint, which generally take, gives you 20 days to respond, do not ignore it. If you receive a notice from the court to appear for jury, jury duty, also do not ignore that. Again, if you receive a summons, you should at the very least contact an attorney or do some research at your local county law library to find out the consequences of failing to respond. Many plaintiff's lawyers will give you an extension of time to answer the summons and complaint so that you can consult with an attorney or contact your insurance company if it involves an auto accident or other claim covered by insurance. The Minnesota State Bar Association has a referral service which will assist you in contacting an attorney and meeting with them for a small fee or no fee for the initial consultation. Their website is at www.mnfindalawyer.com. Again, that's the Minnesota State Bar Association. In summary, ignoring court papers only makes a legal problem much worse. That concludes my comments on the risk of ignoring legal notices and court orders. I'm Judge Steve Halsey from Wright County District Court. If you have questions or comments about my comments, you may contact me at stephen.halsey, H-A-L-S-E-Y, at courts.state.mn.us. Thank you for listening to Legal Happenings. You're listening to Legal Happenings from KRWC this Sunday morning, and District Court Judge Stephen Halsey Commentaries are a regular feature along with District Court Judge Greg Galler each Sunday at this time. And we invite you to let us know if you have an issue or comment of a community interest type a subject that you might want the judges to consider. We'd certainly like to pass that along. There might be an issue that is important to you and the courts are always open to public information providing what the public would like to hear. So we thank the judges for their help. And if you have a comment, question, or question that you might not be able to find something, well, please give me a call. You can find me at lawlibrarian at frontier.com. Lawlibrarian at frontier.com. If you'll write me, I'll be glad to get back to you. And in the meantime, we invite you to let us know if you have a criticism, a comment, or a thought that you'd like to share with us here on Legal Happenings. Well, 4.1 million additional veterans were granted access to base amenities last August. The 
Purple Heart recipients, disabled veterans, former prisoners of war, and those designated as caregivers for veterans are now allowed to use the Department of Defense commissaries, exchanges, and recreation facilities under new laws that took effect, as they say, last August. These privileges come about under the Purple Heart and Disabled Veterans Equal Access Act of 2018, which also allows access to Coast Guard facilities. The act is a provision of the 2019 National Defense Authorization Act, which became law again last year. Caregivers covered under the new laws are those approved and designated as primary family caregivers of eligible veterans under the Department of Veterans Affairs Program of Comprehensive Assistance for Family Caregivers. These new rules do not apply to family members of the eligible veterans and certain caregivers. Prior to the new access rules, those allowed to use the commissaries and exchanges were service members, their dependents, veterans uh, with 100% disability ratings, and military retirees, and in certain cases, government civilian employees. Those newly eligible patrons will have the same privileges as those who were already using the commissaries and exchanges to make use of these facilities and to be allowed into the post. Disabled and other eligible veterans must have a Veterans Health Identification Card with Purple Heart, former POW, or service-connected printed on the front. A service-connected disability is an injury or illness that was incurred or aggravated during active military service as determined by the Department of Veterans Affairs. The VHIC is issued only to veterans enrolled in the VA health care system. To enroll, veterans can complete an application by telephone without the need of a signed paper application by calling 1-877-222-8387, Monday through Friday. VA health care benefits can be applied for also online at www.va.gov slant healthcare benefits slant enroll or in person at the veteran's local VA medical facility. Once enrolled and you're verified, a photo can be taken at a local VA medical center and the VHIC will be sent by mail. There's a lot more to know about this. You're going to need some information uh, additional to this and it's too much to give right at this point. So I invite you to take advantage of their website. You'll find them at www.militaryonesource. That's all lowercase, one word, or all across, military one spelled out, source.mil slant, expanding hyphen access, www.militaryonesource.com militaryonesource.mil slant expanding hyphen access. I'll give you all the information, you caregivers, for certain veterans who need help. Uh, you're going to have those accesses to those military bases. They used to be called PXs when I was in the service. That was a long time ago, but uh, they were very welcoming places when you want to uh, get supplies you need and they're not available in a certain country. And uh, they're just great to have them. Another uh, interesting place that sailors might be interested in going, I happen to be a former sailor 
aboard the USS Carousage way back in 1960 out of Long Beach. But there's a website that you can go to now that's kind of uh, interesting if you want to try to track down a, maybe a buddy from your ship or your military base. It's called hullnumber.com, H-U-L-L-N-U-M-B-E-R, hullnumber.com. And you can sign up for a, well, be registering is what you're basically doing. And it's getting on a list so that others may be able to find you or you can find somebody else. It's free and it lasts forever. And so if you'll check that out, hullnumber.com, it lists battleships through uh, ballistic missile submarines and, of course, naval air facilities and stations. And you can check it out by just putting your whole number of your ship on that website. Ours was CVS 33, san in Japanese. And it's uh, no longer in service. It's been made into scrap and probably used in one of our new modern ships. So it would be great sometimes to talk to some of the old fellows that were in the service together. I wonder kind of what happened to them. Well, at any rate, you've been listening to Legal Happenings. And again, if you have a comment, question, or comment, we'd like to hear from you at lawlibrarian at frontier.com, lawlibrarian at frontier.com. And we'd be glad to uh, respond to anything I can maybe direct you to. Or We do not give legal advice, but we do give you information that can be helpful navigating our legal system. So a reminder, too, that if you have a legal issue, uh, not so much legal, but rather medical, the Veterans Crisis Line has a, an important crisis number 24-7, 1-800-273-8255. And then just press 1. 1-800-273-8255, press 1 for the Veterans Crisis Line. And, of course, the mental health services are always available at St. Cloud VA Healthcare System. The main number to call is 320-252-1670. So that's it for today, and I guess uh, the, the, I wish we had more time. We have a lot to share with you, but we do wish all of our veterans a great a great um, Memorial Day and to be remembered for their service. And uh, we needed you then. And uh, General Patton once said, when visiting Bastow, when they said it's tough that so many people died here, and Judge, or rather General Patton said, I wouldn't worry so much about their dying. Just be thankful that they lived. Well, great words from an old general. Until we meet again, this is John McCauley reminding you that Legal Happenings is open to the public. If you have a question, comment, let us know. Or if you have an issue or something you'd like us to share on the radio, we'd love to hear it here on Legal Happenings. And until then, when I ask you, please wear your mask, stand back. Remember that the health you protect might be your own. You, first of all, would be protecting others, but most importantly, I'd be protecting yourself and your family. So we do hope you'll join us again here on Legal Happenings. And this is John McCauley saying good day and God bless you all.